Lefeia, why don't you start off and give people a, a noble, like a high level bird's eye overview of what is the Lefeia way? Okay, so bird's eye overview. You know I'm really bad at bird's eye, but okay. <laughs> I'll work on not being too specific. Uh, the Lafayette way is what I call an advanced relational philosophy. Not everybody loves that I call it that, but an advanced relational philosophy that I've developed over the past 20 years that I've been working with individuals that I call hypersensitive. And I've been calling them hypersensitive for years and I'm very aware of the fact that not many people know what I mean by, this. you know, most of the people in the field in this field of psychology, they understand what I mean. But other people, they're like, well, what is hypersensitive? Does that mean they're like hyper, like ADHD, hyper and sensitive to stuff? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's a little bit in there. <laughs> but when I speak to hypersensitivity, what I mean is people with social, emotional or behavioral struggles you know, struggles, issues, whatever, it, it's, it gets all, you know, it gets all mucky with the way people want to try to, you know, phrase things and we don't want to be too negative or we don't want to, you know, not take it seriously enough. And I'm just not interested in all of that. Uh, what I am interested in is making sure that when we do have our hypersensitive kids out there, whether diagnosed with say like your ADHDs or autism or reactive attachment disorder, or now we have intergenerational trauma, which is a, is a big deal now. People really start to take a look at that. Um, and I could explain, spend all day explaining what that is, um, but look it up. <laughs> um, but you can, you know, when you're dealing with those, then you know, okay, we're dealing with a kid who really does have some hypersensitivity and all of, a lot of it, it is based in kind of the traumatic experience hmm. of being so different and not feeling understood, not feeling accepted and feeling like they're so different, so odd that they really can't get along with others. And so here's where it kind of segues now into, I'm not super wed to the diagnoses. I just want people to know that if your child is, or, or I'm sorry, adults around you are struggling and you know, they're a little bit different, they're quirky, they're whatever word you want to use. <laughs> Okay, but it's causing a disruption in their ability to be happy in life and to socialize with others and, you know, kind of a safe way for them, then that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm speaking to is that kind of hypersensitivity. One of the defining characteristics that I found for the people that at least I've worked with for all these years is that they tend to do this, this thing that are called emotion soaking and everybody's going to hate this one too. So whatever, um, because we have our empaths out there that are super, mm -hmm. super sensitive to, to things. But then we also, where do we put those who are super sensitive, but they're not sensitive in that way where they're putting themselves in other people's shoes. They're mm -hmm. sensitive in that way where they're like, get away from me. I want to isolate from everybody. <laughs> I don't want to be near you because you're overstimulating to me. Okay, so I'm working on that other end, and that's why I like to use hypersensitive because then your impasse can be included in that particular group because they hmm. really struggle because of all their extra sensitivities. And yeah. so, I guess if I were to overall like define hypersensitivity, then it would be people who are like extra sensitive to stimuli that that your typical person would not be sensitive to, and high, and then. On the other side of that, those who are highly reactive to that are my super hypersensitives that don't fit quite into that impasse space. That makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's all, it's all in the word. Like, like it's 
more sensitive than others. And I think that is, that is also, I think why they probably aren't understood a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's when you can't imagine what that feels like. It's not that you don't want to, like if you don't feel it, like you can't even imagine. And everybody always assumes as you, we walk through life assuming that other people are kind of like us, you know? So I yes. can really see how that, how that's hard for everybody involved really. Yeah. And what they tend to get is, and the reason that I'm so interested in this work, they tend to get a lot of people shaming them and not intentionally either. It's just, what's wrong with you? You know, yeah. why do you cry when the dog barks and, you know, and different <laughs> things like that, you know, and, and oftentimes their sensitivities are treated as like over-exaggeration or I hear a lot, oh, they're just spoiled. It's like, no, they're not. Like if they're if they're trying to say eat a new try a new food and they're literally gagging and even sometimes like up chucking because they can't stand the you know that sensory experience, that's a real experience for them. They're not faking yeah. that nobody wants to be in that space, you know. So it's oftentimes it's they, they just don't want to try new foods, they just want what they want, and, and you know, and people misinterpret what's going on with the sensitive individual and then they miss and I always say mistreat them. And mm -hmm. so it's like it always use I like to use M-I-S-S because they kind of miss the mark with yes. what they truly intend, especially for parents with their children. Because parents don't intend to crush their kids' self-esteem. And can't, you know, and parents don't set out to, you know, yeah. cause their kids to feel not cared about and not accepted. So yeah. <laughs> you know. so so the Lefeya way, what what are these, you know, it's it's you said it's a it's a philosophy. Is it a method, a process, or what what are the okay. phases so or stages I'll, or I'll, I would say that isn't now from what I was told, because at first it was going to be the Lafayette method. That's what mm -hmm. I thought. I had a four, you know, kind of a four step way to deal with your hypersensitive individual. But then as I was working with this wonderful woman who taught me that, no, 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 there's a whole philosophy behind this and you're going to have to tease it out. <laughs> um, then that's when I, you know, I really started to kind of dig into how do I explain this to people, you know, at, and really get to the core of it so that they truly understand that it's not just about the four steps per se, but there's an there's a whole idea behind it. And so, but when we get into the four steps, then it's it's almost like when you're dealing in the four steps, you can capture the whole idea behind it. Mm -hmm. And and to me, it gets into that old biblical, uh, you know, some of those principles that you know get into some of to thine own self be true, right? So the only way to be truly happy in life is if you're reacting and acting according to what your truest intentions are, what your deepest down desires are. And most of us miss the mark with that because we completely forget who we are, like what we truly want when we're reacting. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and our, but our reactivity is completely and totally based in how much we care, especially with our children. Most of the time, yeah. our reactivity is, I want you to be safe. I want you to be okay in this world. I want you to be able to go to school without kids making fun of you, you know, and, you know, and things like that. That's what the, the, the underlying fear is in our responses, which often turn out to be like, seem angry or frustrated responses, as opposed to being responses that are going to help now, we're giving responses that the kids are going now going to latch onto and have more anxiety, which means they're gonna do more of the thing that we don't want. Yeah. So, so why is that so difficult? 
for, well, like say for parents if I mean you know as you say we would assume that most parents won't get up in the morning and say oh how can I make my kids stay miserable right <laughs> you know yes. it's usually not the case yeah, nobody's so, waking up you know, doing it <laughs> why is it so difficult to actually react or, or respond in in accordance with what we actually really want why why is that so hard Okay, well, my belief is that from, and you know, like I said, some people hate it, some people love it, don't care. But from the beginning, we're taught to be like protectors. So if our kids, I mean, we were made to be protectors, it's almost, it's for survival sake, right? So we're having all of these physical reactions to our kids say crying like mothers that you know they they lactate when their kids cry like it's so it's it's like so deep mm, <laughs> you know, mm. that, that survival instinct in us that we have an automatic almost like physical response and when we have that physical response to protect then there's going to be in our minds something that's created that says okay some action has to be taken and we're we're just not taught how to read and respond appropriately to those messages that we're getting that start in our body and end up telling, you know, our brains end up telling us, um, like when they're acting out in a certain kind of way, our brain tells us, oh, this acting out has to stop because it's causing this very upset reaction, you know, inside mm. of me. And I have to relieve this upset reaction in me. So, so stop doing that, you know, is, is our automatic response. And so, and it's, and what I feel like is most of it is kind of anxiety based, mm. but it, it, it's, it's like a form of anxiety because not everybody wants to just, you know, nobody, lots of people don't want to, they'll say, I'm not an anxious person. I'm perfectly calm. You know, I get that all the time. I'm a very calm person. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I actually, I actually kind of feel into other people's experiences. This is why I was able to really kind of recognize what was going on with the hypersensitive kids I was working mm. with. I, I'm a hypersensitive person. I was a super hypersensitive kid, uh, you know, easy to trigger to cry and, you know, all those kind of things. And people were like, what's wrong with you? Or, and then it turned into, you know, when it was, what's wrong with you? Because I was crying all the time. Then I just became plain old mean, you know, for yeah. a bunch of years, you know? So, okay. You don't like the crying side. Okay. I'll be sensitive <laughs> in this way. You wish, so, you, you wish that right, back. You, you don't like it, but no. Um, but I think a lot of it is there's just this background and I call it anxiety, but maybe that's not what everybody wants to call it, but there's just a feeling to it that causes an, an imbalance in you where you don't have peace. So mm. then your goal becomes to reestablish peace, but we don't think about that. We just react to that. So I don't like that you're doing that. So raw, cause this is the feeling that the feeling inside of me is kind of raw. Or mm. if you're a calmer individual, the feeling inside of you is please don't do me or the feeling inside of you is raw, but the outside of you is, you know, please don't do that. We really don't, you know, we really don't like it when you do it that way. And those individuals who are calm on the outside and their insides are not matching for your hypersensitive, emotion-soaking individual who is super, like, unintentionally sponging off of the energy that's coming from inside of you, they mm. will dislike you a lot. They'll probably sense the resentment. You know, it yes. might not come out, but there'll be probably loads of resentment on the inside. Oh, yeah, because, and then, and then if they're feeling into that experience of you not being in your peace space on the inside, but you're trying to convey that you're being peaceful on the outside, worse. <laughs> they're gonna feel like you're 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 a liar, like you're dishonest, like or being condescending. Like mm. 
you must, you think I'm, you know, you must think I'm stupid or something, you know, that kind of thing. And it causes a distrust actually. And now I don't teach people to, you know, act out according to what's going on on the inside. But what I do teach them is if you are that, you know, like to present that calmer state, then at least be honest with whoever you're dealing with, especially a child about how you're feeling. Say, you know, this behavior, I, you know, I don't know how I feel, you know, how to you I'm feeling because I know you're kind of drawn from my energy, but I'm pretty frustrated about this. I'm not going to do the yelling thing. I'm not interested in that. But if you're feeling into frustration, just know that that's kind of like an automatic response. That's not something that I want there. It's just in me, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you have an easier time dealing with them that way and then saying things calmly than you would feeling really frustrated and upset and then trying to talk softly. Yeah, trying, trying. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, would you, would you agree that there's also a lot of the, like, say, let's, let's say the parent and as an example, that it's actually their own expectations and experience, basically all their own stuff is really playing out. Yes. Yeah. And now that's, that's very interesting because that's something that I actually teach all the time is that you have to be very aware of why you react the way that you do, no matter what the other person is doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I know p- people, like I said, they often don't want to take responsibility for their part in the interaction, but it takes two. Mm-hmm. And the way that you react to what another person is doing, even if it is upsetting behavior is not the way everybody else is going to react and respond to that. Your reactions are going to be based in your own experiences, what you, your own temperament, um, your past things that have things that trigger you now because they were hurt spots for you, wounding spots for you in your childhood. And like I said, a lot of people don't want to take that deep dive and look into that kind of stuff. And that really is at the core of what I'm teaching people. Like when I teach the four steps, people love the four steps, right? But I'm, t- but I always tell them, I said, look, it, it's deeper than just having the right words to say. Hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so you're going to have to get into understanding truly what's going on with you, which that, you know, I think it's probably important when you think at this point to kind of really go over the four steps just so people can kind of understand where I'm coming from if they didn't get the first interview. Yeah, um, definitely. The first step of the Lafayette way is to find your calm. Of course, mm-hmm. I've been explaining why for a very long time now, because when you're not calm, the emotion soaker will match what's going on at times 100, sometimes <laughs> match what's <laughs> going on inside of you. <laughs> you know, they magnify it. And so, so find, you have to find your calm. Um, a lot of people, like I said, they make fun of, they make fun of me for that. How do you find your calm? I'm like, well, you know, same way you lost, you lost it. You know, you had it before. <laughs> And it just kind of went by the wayside because you got upset. So now you just have to kind of recover it. It's not that you don't have access. It's just she kind of lost it for a minute, right? Find your calm. And then there's a variety of ways to do that. Um, I explain a lot of that stuff um, through through my YouTube videos at LaFailway on um on on youtube or i explain a lot of it in my books i have uh three three parenting books out so far um you, you can look them up through barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com um look we'll at, put search, the links in the in the show notes yeah, so it's search, search the LaFay away so i don't want to super because we don't have enough time for all that but super describe all of it but find your calm step one step two is is understand the real truth Mm-hmm. It's one of my one of my favorites. And it, when I say understand the real truth, I mean the honest truth for yourself 
and the person you're dealing with. So say a kid doesn't like to clean their room and you're all up in arms feeling like they don't care about you or appreciate anything in the world and all these kind of things, you're not dealing in the real truth. Okay. The real truth is they don't like to do chores. They don't like to clean, like keep it clean, keep it concrete. Because most of the time when you're dealing with um, a lot of the kids that, that are hypersensitive that do fall along the autism spectrum, ADHDs, they tend to be very concrete thinkers. So you have to be really careful with going somewhere that they're not, their minds aren't even there or you'll lose them. They won't care about what you're saying to them. And, you know, and they shouldn't because it's not about all that. Your mm -hmm. sensitivity, your feeling not cared about, your feeling not taken care of, cared, care of and considered has everything to do with you, not them. It's not their mm -hmm. jobs to take care of you. <laughs> so but, you know, get, get off my soapbox about that one, but understand the real truth about them and about yourself. Like, how do my past experiences play a part in how I'm reacting now? How does my own sensitivities play a part in how I'm reacting right now? Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired right mm -hmm. now? Because my reactions are going to be a lot more amplified when I am. Are they any yeah. of those things, you know? So then understand the real truth. It'll help. First of all, it, it assists. If you'll notice all these things kind of play a part with one another that will assist with keeping, helping you to keep your calm too and find your calm because now you're dealing in the real truth instead of all those things that cause the emotional reactivity, which is past and like I said, kind of the way that you are based. Mm. So understand the real truth, react according to your truest intentions. This is mm. like one of my most important. And like I said, they all play a part with each other. So yeah. when you're reacting according to your truest intentions, like you said, and I think you picked that up in our last interview, I always say to people, nobody's waking up thinking, yes, I'm going to be upset with my kid today. I'm going to yell at them about everything and be so irritated <laughs> because they don't clean the house. Nobody's waking up thinking I'm going to have a bad day like that, right? Or I want to have a bad day like that. And so, and, and most people, they would agree that foundationally they want peace in their home. They want their kids to feel cared about and loved, not hated and irritated and, you know, all those kind of, and like they're a disappointment and all that stuff, right? And so if you're reacting according to your truest intentions then you're seeking to get those things that you truly want like peace feelings of love and care and all those things and those things do not happen by way of yelling by way of shaming by way of constantly being irritated it does not happen that way and if people pay close attention they would realize that they're like well i'm always yelling at them or i always have to say this and i'm like well if you always have to do it then clearly the way you're doing it is not working <laughs> so yeah, yeah so, exactly. you wanna, so you want to try it a different way and also the other the other plus when you're reacting according to your truest intentions is that now you're feeling less upset because you're less outside of who you truly want to be. Oftentimes mm -hmm. we're upset because we're upset and we don't yeah. want to be. It's very interesting. Like, like, you know, especially, you know, when you're dealing with your kids, you don't want to be angry with your kids. So when you're angry with your kids, this is why you get more angry with the people you care about than those you don't because you so don't want to be in that place with the people you care about. That's yeah. why. So then you're even more angry because you're, you know, and so 
it's just really important to make sure that you're reacting according to what you truly want. And especially mm-hmm. when we're dealing with things like high self-esteem for your child too. If you're constantly shaming a kid, they're not going to have high self-esteem. There's no way to have high self-esteem when you're constantly shamed. So it's really important to move out of those things that we kind of do. We've been taught by society to do, to correct to correct behavior. And really, it's not really correction. It's really kind of a punishing way, punishing mm. for both us and them to be and move more into that corrective space where it's, I want what's best for you. And I know you want what's best for you. So let's get you there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, so that's third, true to truest intention. And then fourth step is what kind of causes you to kind of solidify that the behavior that you're getting from them that you now want and from mm. yourself. And so you have to recognize, first of all, when positive change starts to happen, both for self and the other. So if, say, before the kid would melt down for an hour um, and they melt down for 10 minutes this time, then you have to recognize that you have to grab hold of that and be like, baby, I know you were really upset, but you know what? Before you were like having that fit for like an hour and you cut that off in 10 minutes. I am so proud of you. Right. So, you know, so, but you have to, you have to recognize it. And I got to the reinforcement piece. So you want to recognize, reinforce and uh, super reinforce it. The behavior that you want, not the behavior that you don't want. That's another Mm -hmm. piece is people often reinforce the behavior they don't want and then wonder why they get more of it. Reinforcement causes more. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, so, so recognize the small step differences and changes reinforce and repeat you're recycling through the four steps we're all we're constantly mm. floating through if you're if you're working on having positive relationships you're constantly floating through the four steps yeah absolutely and i think that awareness is is probably the first huge shift in for people because i think it's nobody's really or well not nobody but I think a lot of people wouldn't have been brought up that way and I think a lot of the time we kind of repeat and you know there's something that I've, I've heard a lot is that people can't see that there is because you just like the way you just put it like yeah now I'd love you to kind of go a little bit more into that because there's often that idea that the punishing way is really the only the only alternative to punishing is to just basically be too permissive yes yes people continue i I get this question all the time so what should i just take it Mm -hmm. there are these 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 overarching statements that people make that set them up to be upset So it's either, so then you're either at one end or the other, either I have to just take what they're doing and be the victim of it, or I have to stand up for myself and, and, and react in these really strong, inappropriate ways. Honestly, they're inappropriate because they, they're not matching what it is you truly want. Mm. And so, and what I usually tell people is no, it's about the balance. It's not about, you you don't want to be too permissive. Permissive means that you don't, well, actually it can look as if you don't care. So then it's like, I don't, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. You're, you know, just this bad seed, this bad kid. And and I'm going to be victimized by you every day. So there's nothing I can do about it. And there's nothing I can do to correct it. Right. And then the other side is kind of like just a, you can't do that raw, you know, kind of thing. And some people think they have balance, but they don't quite have balance because they're not quite in the spirit of correction. 
Mm-hmm. When you're in the spirit of correction, you will gain agreement from the person, especially if you love them, especially your children that you are interacting with, because now you're dealing in the truth for both of you. It's it, you're, you're moving into the space of, I mean, like, let's deal in the real truth. None of us with the chores. None of us really like cleaning, right? Okay, there there are very few people. There might be some some out there, but there are very few that actually like to clean, okay? <laughs> and so just <laughs> with that one alone, it's just about acknowledging what's the real truth here, like, and then, then making the correction, like come from a space of, I understand you first, because yeah. if you, a person who feels understood is more likely to want to understand you. They're more likely to have that listening ear because now you've shown that you understand them. It's like, baby, I I know you hate I know you hate cleaning your room. You no, will. Like, <laughs> right, right. I know you hate cleaning your room. I don't blame you. Like, especially, and then there are other other th- times where the kids are out there with like super. They're sensitive. They they're sensitive to certain feeling. Like some kids with washing the dishes. They may, it may feel slimy or gross or extra gross to them. And sensory wise, it just drives them nuts, right? Mm-hmm. But parents are like losing their minds and so upset with them because the kid is like completely refusing <laughs> to do this thing. But then I always tell people, I said, imagine it for yourself in a different way. So yeah. maybe reaching your hand into a pile of dishes would not upset you. But if you, if you reached your hand into like a, a handful of like, like b- bloody fish guts, okay, mm-hmm. or something like that, right? <laughs> right. How would that be sensory wise for you, right? For you. Mm-hmm. So, so I want you to imagine that exaggerated form of sensory overstimulation for you in them as they reach their hands into the dishes, because then you'll be able to really truly identify with their or empathize with their experiences, which also I always want to speak to that whole people say that kids say on the spectrum often, you know, they don't have empathy and all that kind of stuff. I would beg to differ. There are bridges that you can build to that empathy. You know, there are certain challenges that they have. Yes. The amount of correct mirror neurons and all that, 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 upsets their ability to be able to do you know to empathize but also the fact that they are not empathized with often plays mm-hmm. a big part what's modeled to them people don't care about how they feel they're having this these extreme experiences and people are like get over it what's wrong with you oh my goodness what why are you doing you know they're getting yeah. all of that they get it all the time it's, and it's probably it's not conscious it's not intentional no, but simply no. because you can't even imagine what that feels like Exactly. And so I give yeah. people a way to imagine. Okay. So, so that that way or, you know, or create ways of imagining if they're having a very strong response, imagine what it would take for you to have that response and then place, put, that's what you put in your mind for them so that you can address them appropriately. Yeah. Okay. I mm. know that you really hate this. I know that it feels like this to you, but it's something that you have, that you have to adapt to because your house will be disgusting if you never wash a dish, you know, or, you know, or, or you'll have a really unhappy person that you're with <laughs> if you never wash a dish. <laughs> so this is something that you have to slowly, but surely kind of adapt to just try one or two dishes this time. Then next time you could try four and next time you could try six, you know, and things like that. So that, so then that way, it's like you're now showing them, hey, I understand where you're coming from. And here's the slight, here's the slight direction that I want you to move into slowly so that you're not super overwhelmed. And then we can get them behaving the ways that we want them to. 
that's true correction, mm. not downing them, shaming them, being upset with them because they have the sensitivity, but understanding, putting yourself in their shoes. You want them to put themselves in your shoes, but yes. you're never putting yourself in their shoes. You're trying to walk in your shoes and judge their experience based on your walk, yeah. you know, and you can't do that. Yeah. But I think it, it's, it's really that it's really powerful when you put it like that, isn't it? Because people, you can recognize yourself, but I think to be made aware of it, because without that, you know, there isn't, there isn't any, any way. So now I'm, I'm looking behind there. So you've got your three books and I know you're working on another one. So where, where are you headed with that? Okay. So what I learned with the, and I already knew this, <laughs> but what I, the feedback that I got from many of the parents who did buy the book is that they're like, you know, that this stuff that you're sharing is for any relationship, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know, but but you know, my area is in working with parents, and especially when we're dealing with the you know autism spectrum, where there's that extreme sensitivity and and you know Aspergers that really goes, you know, misunderstood quite often because they tend to be, you know, kind of higher, they're higher functioning. So they're, they, they can have that look of normal. So then they just look defiant, you know, so then people are a lot more reactive to what they're doing and, you know, and really misunderstand. I always, I call them like our, our pastors, usually they can pass for your neural tip but they're not quite neurotypical. You know that, you know, they're a little strange, you know, they're, they're a little different, you know, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. And so, but, so I wanted to focus in on, on those groups because they tend to be the most hypersensitive, but truth be told, every individual can become, unless you're a monk or something and have no stimulation that's upsetting, right? Um, every individual can become hypersensitive at times. So if there's a hypersensitive, if there's a situation that's causing some hypersensitivity, some type of danger that you might feel that you're in or some type of upsetting event or or just even just a plain old argument with another person we all can become hypersensitive and so this works very well because once the person becomes that gets gains that sensitivity then that emotion soaking element it amplifies it it just mm -hmm. does our our feeling into another person's experience it think about it this way when you're in a cup, when you're couple coupling with someone, you know, oftentimes you could be perfectly fine. But if that person comes to you upset about something, now you're upset because they were upset when you weren't <laughs> even upset in the first place. You were perfectly fine before they walked in the room all upset. <laughs> and then now all of a sudden you're matching or more, you know, matching their upset or more upset than they are, right? And so that's just the kind of a little piece of what emotion soaking look like looks like. And it often happens. And the parents kept saying, they're like, man, you know, after I read the book, though, it seriously like helped me in my marriage. You know, it even helped me with some of my work relationships and, you know, church relationships and different things like that. And that really is the goal is to help every over relationships overall because truth be told, we want to be able to connect our it's our basic human instinct to mm -hmm. want to connect with others. We're born that way. And so and even a person who who just wants to claim, you know, scream it to the stars that they don't look they don't like people or want to be around people, those tend to be the most hurt people. The ones who were not able to form those connections and they were so wounded by that that they decided that that's their ego protection to say I don't want it. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, but, you know, it, it really is, um, you know, it really is important to kind of get the idea out there for every relationship. So that's really what I'm doing with the next book 
is I don't want to kind of just, I don't want to pigeonhole it into just this, you know, you, it's only for hypersensitive kids, really, because this is really focused on kids. It authentically is for teens, adults. It, it's for it's for dealing in relationships and having healthy relationships with other people. Kind of, I always say it helps you find your happy because that's how mm-hmm. we that's that's really how we find our happiness is that the kind of pathways to to positive and healthy relating and connection with others. Yeah, that, I mean that makes so much sense because you know everything you've talked about. Like you can, in, like you can see it clearly. You know, think, oh, why? You know, imagine what that does for you in the office. You know, with right. with, with with the boss, or it's just that a more conscious approach to you know to to be more in tune with where you're coming from. And 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 I really love that bit where how you point out that it's yeah, you know, it takes two to tango, right? So there's always that that um, it's probably not what you want to hear when, you yeah. know, when you have that sensation that, you know, I don't know, I'm just thinking I, I had a boss, you know, oh boy, you know, it was literally nightmare kind of, you know, and I, if you had told me at the time, you know, well, sweetheart, look at you, you know, I probably wouldn't have been very happy, right? Basically saying he's behaving like an idiot and now this is my fault, like that's probably, but but when you really look at it, yeah, you know, and I think, well, the way I took things he said, that's that that was my reaction to it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was, well, it's, yeah absolutely. It's, a, it's actually, it's a, it's a really big deal to become, like I said, I love that, to become very conscious of this because in order to be a victim, and I don't want people to get really mad at me for this because I'm not saying that when there's some extreme violation, you know, of someone's right to the safety of their bodies, you know, where there's extreme, you know, abuse or, you know, some kind of attack or assault. I'm not talking about that. You know, that that's a whole other area. Okay. But when you're dealing with your day to day, this person is mean to me, they're just not nice to me, then, you know, you have to be the victim, you have to actually uh, create an okayness within yourself to be in the role of the victim. And then you have to explore why that is, why that's beneficial to you. Because, you know, and, and then that gives you the power back. Because oftentimes we can't control how other people are reacting and responding. They, they, they suck for their own reasons. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so oftentimes we can't dig into all of their past and figure out what's, what their thing is, but we can dig in and figure out what's going on with us and what causes us to have the reactivity that we do. Because not everybody on the job is, you know, in the bathroom crying every day. I know you weren't doing that, but not everybody on the job is having that extreme reaction to this person. And if they are, then you have to now take a look at, well, then I have my boots have, I mean, my feet have not been nailed to these floors. So then what is it about this space and place that I would cause to create a situation where I have to be here. Now you then you have to kind of explore that. Maybe this is not the proper space for me. Maybe this is a better space for say teenagers. Teenagers can be talked to that way. I'm not okay with being talked to that way, you know, kind of thing. And so, and then it, then it becomes more of a, not so much I hate my boss, but okay, this is probably not the right fit for me. <laughs> you oh, know, absolutely. And then, right. And then that still takes the whole, that victim mentality out of it. And so then, you know, it creates a situation where now you're empowered to you're now in control of your own peace and happiness, as opposed to 
always giving that over to other people. And I really like to share this with parents because now I'm like, okay, so we're going to let small people control whether or not we're okay every day. Like really think about that. Like people, little people, even when they get bigger bodies, they're still young little people with no experience in life. We're going to take this no experience having little thing and let that dictate how we're going to feel every day. Let's work on that. You know, let's, let's figure out how to make some shifts and changes, you know, with that. But yeah, so the, the newest book is going to be more general. Um, and it's going to be something that people are going to be able to connect to without all of the mention of the hypersensitive um, and, and the ASPE because it was really super focused on ASPE because I have a special love for those ki- the kids and adults who uh, are diagnosed or undiagnosed um, and but have those ASPE, Asperger-like traits where they're you know higher functioning and people just simply don't know what to do with them. I have an, a special affection <laughs> Yeah, and um, and I can like yeah, it's it's I think the the great gift in that work is really that dealing with such a specialized group where I think the impact of of not treating them right or not reacting right is perhaps more dramatic than than in other with other people and the way it affects them and I think it it allowed you to see those principles that really apply to to anybody you know in any any relationship and I think it's going to be fascinating to see that like I really look when's when's the book coming out you know uh the plan is for 2021 so early next year um I haven't decided if I want to be like you know kind of like new year's gift to everybody or if we you know stay you know kind of stay around I usually like to to release around April that's mm-hmm. just my birthday gift to me. <laughs> so I don't know. So I haven't decided yet. It'll be ready to go though by the end of the year. Yeah. Because I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see how you make that bridge to kind of say, well, okay. And especially when you've read the older, like the older, the, the, the you know, the first books and see how those principles translate, you know, yes. to a broader, broader audience, because I think there's so much. And just simply that shift of realizing that no no nobody's doing anything to you nobody can make you feel anything right i think that is really changing you know well you know as we said like last time i was like well actually at the end of the day it's going to change the world because i remember the first time somebody hinted that you know well me being upset about what he'd said was my problem. And I was furious when he said that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you behaved like an idiot. And now you, and I was like, you made me cry. And now it's kind of my fault. And something sunk in though, which was like, well, there's also a lot of liberation in that. Yes. Right? So there is that responsibility. Yes. There's that part of taking ownership you know, and, and recognizing that, well, well, no, no, you don't have the power of making me feel anything. And the That's, huge yes. liberation in that. Yes. Right. Yes, it's, 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 it's life changing, really. Yeah. I'm all about freedom. My, mm-hmm. my primary goal is to set people free. And most of the time it's not freedom from someone else and what they're doing. It's freedom from, from your ideas about what should be happening. Mm -hmm. It's freedom from these things that cause you and create, cause you misery. They create misery for Mm -hmm. you when it's not necessary. You could be really just a misunderstanding. 
Yes, that's all it is. It's all that's all it is. And so this actually has been quite delightful. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're on time though. So um <laughs> Yeah, no, we're good. No, I was I'm 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 um yeah, so I'm I'm totally fascinating fascinated by 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 that topic. I would before we before we wrap up, I'd love you to um share with people what you've got going on on Fridays because I think that's really cool oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay so right now I, I mean I really am working on making a transition to kind of um uh, more general but you know like I said parenting stuff is like my first love and you know making sure the kids are taken care of that's like my, my big time thing you know they're gonna change there it's the kids that are gonna change our world right exactly and and quite honestly those who are hypersensitive also tend to be those who are hyper intelligent by the way mm-hmm. um hyper intelligent and they are the very ones who can change our world they will change the way we um advance in technology especially that's why we mm-hmm. have all these little computer brains mm-hmm. but they will also advance us in thought if yeah. we don't bog them them down and keep them from being able to realize their truest potential. And so, which is my biggest thing, mm-hmm. but, but uh, so on Fridays, I'm staying true right now to the end of the year anyway, to my parenting piece. And I'm offering a Q and a, the LaFayette way, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. I love that title. I know. Uh, me too. <laughs> but, <laughs> Q, I thought it was clever. Um, Q&A is a LaFayette way where parents can come in and ask me the tough questions. We've been having lots of fun. I think we're on our third week or third or fourth week this week. It's been a lot of fun. I've only had moms. I actually had one dad peek in one time. I think he enjoyed what we were saying. So he kind of peeked in the wave. Um, but mostly it's just been moms in attendance. So I want the dads out there too. I want the grandmas, the caregivers, um, and those who are a part of the organizations that deal with parents a lot. So I want to mm-hmm. see more teachers and I want to see more, you know, I want to see more um, like church clergy and all that where where you're dealing with parents and families and oftentimes you're not effective with the way you're dealing with them because you don't know how to address a parent who has a hypersensitive kid Mm. so oftentimes those families feel shunned and they're pushed away and then they're in isolation because people don't know how to deal with them but come in and ask me the tough questions if you're a support person or if you're a parent and you know I don't care what the question is I've been asked these questions for years I've worked with some of the most (laughs) difficult populations and I've heard lot I know I probably I know I haven't heard it all but I'm pretty dang close close. I've heard some doozies (laughs) (laughs) and so and last time we discussed what to do in embarrassing moments these things that parents don't typically talk about or know what to do they're just like spotlight on me I'm super embarrassed and then they're reacting and upset with their child no so last time we worked on what to do in embarrassing moments um the next time we're we're specifically going to address what to do when your child tends to be on 10 all the time Mm. (laughs) you know and so you know what do you do when they're just ah everywhere and driving you nuts but you can barely be on three without causing them major upset right yeah and so we're going to address that but it's every friday at 6 p.m pacific standard time through my facebook live is where we're streaming it but we have it in zoom format where the parents can register and it's all over my facebook page like in each video almost there's a registration um, link 
but you can register and to go into the Zoom link for free and join me and ask direct questions. Try to stump me. It's, 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 I've had parents do Let's it all make it it's again. Kind of fun for me. It's more challenging. <laughs> you know, it's more challenging and um, because there are situations out there that could be dealt with in much more effective ways, especially if you're dealing with the same problem over and over again, it's time to address and try a new way. The Lafayette yeah. way specifically. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I just love that idea because I think it's so important to give people that possibility to get that support because I think it's so difficult, you know, and especially like those embarrassing situations where you kind of like, but then nobody, it's that thing, like nobody understands what you're going through you know, to actually know that there is a space that you can get those questions answered and and also recognize that you're not on your own. So I think that is really, really powerful. Right. Just just having just being around other parents who are experiencing some of the same things is so very helpful. Oftentimes parents don't have the time to do that. I'm creating a space for you to do that on Fridays at six by Zoom. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to stay the whole time. Like, you know, you can eat dinner while you're there. I don't care. I just want you there. Um, so that you can ask, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, ask a couple of questions and get some of that, get some of the support that you need. Well, fabulous. Well, thank you so much. Um, just quickly say your website again, where can people go find you? Okay, so you can find me at, if you search lafayaway.com, you said it'll be, you'll put it in links. Okay, yep. so if you search the lafayaway.com, or if you want to go the old traditional route, you can search peace of mind therapeutic solutions. And when I say peace, I mean, peace, like the own peace, not a piece of paper, P-E-A-C-E. <laughs> so peace of mind. Cause I didn't really think about that. I, I am always giving people a piece of my mind, you know, my personality oh, that's is funny. peace. Okay. So peace of mind, therapeutic solutions. You can find me that way. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at Way. If you're kind of teetering, you're not sure if you, you know, find value in what it is that you've heard today then listen to some of my educational videos the older ones kind of suck because I was kind of new and I didn't like talking to cameras (laughs) but the new ones are getting bad and so but there's lots of education there where you know like I said no risk education um again join my register for the zoom groups you don't have to be on video you and you can type in your questions in chat I don't care I just want the questions and I want to be able to help people so take advantage while I'm taking out the time to really help people throughout the end of, through to the end of this year so they can learn more about the Lafayette way and learn the value in it and even more importantly improve their interactions within their family system so that we can work on improving this world one house at a time right we want to start at home then city then state then country right we then you know internationally but we have to start at home so yeah. My plan is to start one household at a time. One household at a time. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming back. And um, yeah, all the best. Let us know when the book's out so we can give it support. And uh, Well, thank you for having me again. You know I love you. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That shall be my pleasure. You You can come back anytime. (laughs) All right. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>